vandalism and sometimes students that come out of bars if we're talking Court Street. Like actually, actually today when I leave here, Bill and I have to go back down through Court Street and fix some things. Well, I was going to br- ask, you know, <clears throat> at least uh, around my house, you can have everything standing tall, and then the next day you'll see something that's out. <laughs> and uh, so then um, it's uh, far more complicated to, to fix something that's out than to simply put it in in the first place. Absolutely. Now, um, there's a maintenance factor, right? To keep the keep Court Street looking terrific from end to end. Yep, it's ongoing. It, it'll be ongoing until after Christmas. Um, and it's more so when the students are here. I believe the first or second night we had them out, uh, some lights there in front of the CI, and on the other side, uh, they were ripped out. You know, just kids being kids, they come out and they see something bright and shiny. They got to grab it and pull it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so they they kind of ruined our lights on those two ends. They they pulled down a wreath uh, by Subway. They jumped up and grabbed it. Hmm. So when the students are here, it's a little more so. And then, like you're saying, just, just natural going out. Some of the lights we used in the trees are from last year. And I noticed there was three or four bottom of the tree out. And uh, we can't have that. We, we're, we pay attention to it. I drive down Court Street every night or every day and check on it. So today, and there's a wreath down by Chubb Hall that I think that strong windstorm had blown, so it's not facing the street. So today, we'll we'll get in the truck, and we'll go back down, and we'll fix that wreath, and I'll take some lights and try to figure out how we can cover up where they've been tore out or out. Like you said, it's always tricky because you don't know where your plug-in is at. And if you only have like a middle section of the tree, how do you get the lights to only light up in that middle part? And right. it's, a, it's a nightmare, right. And right. but we, we get creative with you know, skinny extension cords, I'll run it through the tree to get to a certain spot. So we've got it down to a science. It's just kind of, you know, nerve-wracking, I guess, to have to go do that. And then I had um, a couple of trees on Kurt Street. I Coming up Stimson, I also go down Kurt's with it. And some I, I, I assume some kids had stolen uh, some of my lights out of that tree and some of my extension cords. So now i got to go replace that this afternoon as well. So, yes, ongoing maintenance, paying attention to it, absolutely part of it. It is kind of disappointing, though, that um, people would mess with it at all. Um, you know, it, it's, um, it's a time of year when decorations are important. They create a certain mood and a certain engagement with the community. And uh, to think that someone would fiddle with that stuff or steal it or alter it, uh, kind of disappointing. What, um, let's see here. Now, when you do all of this, um, Troy, forgive me, I know you well, but I don't know where you live. <laughs> I live on the plains. Okay. Yeah. Has your home been decorated? Uh, a little bit, but usually I'm just... I'm Christmased out, man. It's, I know. It's so stressful. I, right? I was just going to have a hunch that, uh, you know, whatever you do do is rather basic there. Unfortunately, my job, I mean, it's the same with the landscaping. I, I, I just, I get I get landscaped out. So, you know, my the, the place on Stimson looks 10 times better than what my house would look like because I just I spend so much time and energy there. And then by the time you get home, you're just... I mean, I feel like I want Christmas to be over now, and I know that's a horrible, horrible way to feel, but there, we get so stressed out. I mean, we, we take this thing so seriously. I wish people 
kind of understood how much we care about making Court Street in Athens looking a certain way. I mean, it bothers me if I go down Court Street tonight and I see, uh, you know, the lights in front of the college bookstore out. I mean, then I get stressed out. I mean, it bothers me. I, I want to get up first thing in the morning. I want to go. I want to go fix that. I want to make sure well, that looks I, good. I get it. I get it. The um, are, are there other parties that help in decorating? Um, I mean, is it possible for a business to say, well, I want to decorate our place to our liking? and differ from the overall plan a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's their right to do that, absolutely. And they do. I mean, um, uh, let's see. Cross from attraction. What is that? Um, oh, shoot. They got, they, got, they got wreaths on their, on their awning. Mm-hmm. Um, so absolutely. That bit, lots of businesses do some stuff around their, their, um, you know, their business. And it doesn't clash at all. It looks good. I mean, the thing about Christmas lights is just the more the better. Uh, I get sometimes I get a little agitated because or me and actually a couple other people that do this is we're, we're such perfectionists that the warm white lights bother us because we used all cool white. Mm-hmm. But that's such a stupid little thing to be, you know, like the Santa house. The city actually no, does I, the Santa I, house. I, I'm like that. Yeah. You know, I want I want everything to match. Yeah. And it, but it's fine. It's just kind of a funny nuisance saying, you know, we're. Anybody that wants to decorate their own place and add to it, man, that's that's great. I, we we love it. Uh, I'm trying to think, I can't believe I can't think of that business across the street from us. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, no, it's next to the Red Brick Tavern. They're big awning. They got a couple big wreaths there. Oh well, I'm I'm hard pressed to do that too, even though I walk by them all the time. Fluff, 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 and uh, the one next to them. They got the big maroon awning with the two big wreaths on it. Sure. Well, um, okay, so I, I think you've kind of indicated this is something less pays for, uh, all of these things. Now, um, years ago, the city did uh, their own thing. Uh, how did that get shifted? Yeah, I don't know. You don't know the history? No, I, I, I feel like I should know. I should ask him at some time. Maybe I haven't forgotten. I just, at some point, they either didn't do it to his liking or our liking not me at the time or maybe they stopped doing it um it's a very good question I, maybe when i get out of here i'll ask him like well how did you actually end up you know getting this <laughs> this job um because it's turned into something just so big i mean it's it's incredibly expensive especially this year with inflation i mean my goodness I, you know a strand of lights was you know, way more than it was just a year ago. Mm-hmm. And we go through so many, I mean, so many lights. Uh, you know, just today I want to go put up probably 40 or $50 more of lights that were damaged. Uh, you know, we replaced all the wreath lights. I mean, that is a ton of LED blue lights that had to be bought. Uh, we redid the armory. I mean, we bought a set from the armory. We didn't like it. We bought more sets. And those are big, expensive lights. Uh, the price tag is incredible, not to mention the time that he's paying uh, Bill and I, because this year it really boiled down to a two-man operation uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the actual physical work. Because I never, I, I, Shelly and Kara do so much in the office, I never want to say it's a two-man operation because so much goes into it before Bill and I even touch anything. Right. Uh, so really four, let's say four, I don't want to say four men either because it's a four-person uh, uh, operation this year. Uh, so those people got to be paid. You know, it takes us, what, two weeks, three weeks of payroll, uh, paying us to actually do the work. On top of the price tag of the lights themselves. So the money you make here at the radio station is very, um, doesn't make much of a difference, does it? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, not in the grand scheme of things. I work so many hours. Yeah. Um, you know, plus let I'm me tell you something. Of course. Managing a business with let's see, I have nineteen employees. Uh, eighteen of them are women. And <laughs> it's like having eighteen wives. And if you can imagine having eighteen wives, you can imagine what your life would be like. Uh, so I spend um, an incredible amount of time there <laughs> as well uh, on top of the other stuff. So, yeah, the, the, the money thing, it's just time. It's just hours. I work a lot of hours there. But I, I like doing the sports thing. You know, actually, that's a, a stress reliever for me. I had a great time last night. Last night we had a great game over in Gloucester. Trimble's really good. It was a great game to call. It was a really good game, competitive game. And that's just kind of like my, my chance to actually take a deep breath and do something I really love doing. Well, I hope that continues because we really need you and you are good. Let's um, see here. You know, originally it was Court Street. And then you took on the Armory. And then now you're starting to do uh, West Union. And and uh, then it's down uh, the Stimson where we're, you know what I mean. Uh, what are some other areas that you'd like to tackle as time permits? Hmm. It's difficult to go branching off the street. West Union was set up in a way that we could do it. Um, with the, they, they actually have the light poles because you have to have the light pole first. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look. Maybe we could go further up Union, like past where like the, the old Baker Center was, possibly. Uh, we stopped going from Chubb all the way down to Baker because— we only had 74 reefs, 74 reefs, so the the reefs and rope lights that used to go from Chubb to the New Baker have now moved over to Union. So theoretically, you know, we could go back down and go through Baker, but, I mean, those reefs are so expensive, and it's it, the price tag is already outrageous. So I think any way for us to go to another level, which I'm always interested in doing, I think it would have to be more than just less doing it. And I, I don't know if I've ever approached him with the idea. He, he kind of likes the whole project, but I feel like I could actually take it to another level if I had the time and um, created resources for it, maybe a committee, maybe a, you know, a, a, mm-hmm. some way to, to, to fundraise. I mean, we could, we could do a lot because I, I really like going down to Gallup List. Their lights are amazing. And I think sometimes even Les will be like, well, I want our lights to look like that. And I, I try to tell him, like, yeah, man, but – when they do the Galapagos lights, it's like a small army of people. It really is. They have hundreds of people come out and decorate Galapagos lights, not to mention a committee that fundraises pretty much year-round. Whole different level than what we are dealing with. Here we have two guys, one checkbook, doing basically four city blocks and more. And they have hundreds of people and all kinds of things. So in order to take it to another level, I think you would have to take it to another level uh, before it even starts. I've heard about uh, the Gallup Police uh, display, and um, I don't recall that we've ever taken the time to go down there. I think. Oh Pat, man, uh, Pat, it gets better and better. You got to go down there. It's great. Pat, and I'll do it this year. Well, so Christmas to you. Uh, is it is it a special thing, or by the time you get to it? Is it um, you've been through so much already? Mm. I, I don't know how to say that. I, that. That doesn't sound very smart. Um, but I think you know where I'm going. Yeah, because we've been in Christmas mode since before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So it does wear on you a little bit. Usually we're stressed out. And then, you know, we did this. Uh, we were involved in a, 
another project on Halloween. We put together this amazing oh, that's right. Halloween uh, kids thing at the fairgrounds. <laughs> we were really involved in that, a few of us. And they're doing another one, I believe, uh, for kind of Christmas oriented. And, you know, they approached us because, you know, we did such a, a just a, a crazy good job on that Halloween thing. And, you know, me now, and they, you mean the fair board? Oh, no, no, no. It's uh it's kind of a, actually it started out as a group of people. It was just me with the idea. And then um, another lady and then Karen Shelley joined in. There's like four of us okay. uh, that kind of came up with that whole Halloween thing. But when the time came to do this Christmas idea, the three of us uh, at the Cornell property, Shelly, Karen, myself, it's like there's no way. There's no way we can take on another project because of our uptown obligation mm. because we're always so wore out and so stressed out. I think one of the girls made the comment last year and said, I, I was so stressed out that I didn't even enjoy my, my family's Christmas. Mm. So we didn't even partake in the the, 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 um, the Christmas project that they're doing at the fairgrounds. Is that tonight? I, is I, it, I don't know. It is tonight? It, I think it is tonight. Scott? What, what did you say, Scott? Yeah, it's at the fairgrounds from 5 to 10. Yeah, tonight. 5 so, to yeah. 10 tonight. Okay. But I just, well, there was no, there's nothing left. Of course, left. we got an Ohio basketball game tonight <laughs> with uh, Marshall. Well, um, I guess there's time to do both, isn't there? After the game, we can run over there. Or if it starts at 5, you could do or both. 4. Yeah. 4. Yeah, you go early and then, then go to the game. That's right. Stimson Avenue. Boy, um, you know, I get the mail every day right after the show. And uh, we have a P.O. box down there. And so I've had a variety of different routes for the last year or so, it seems like. But now it's done. Just a couple little last check off your list things to do there. Um, they have put in these um, uh, concrete-based, um, and, and, and folks, if you think of the old train station down there, they did a similar thing down there. These are our environmentally um, responsible watering ways, which takes street water off and puts it to agricultural purposes. I'm not saying this well, but the point is there's going to be a lot of nice shrubbery uh, appear here pretty soon. A few of them have been done, but a whole lot more remain to be done. And instead of just flushing the water down the river, uh, it's going to be put to use. Man, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I was wondering what I thought. I thought they were just like a fancy drainage thing. Uh, when, I, when they first saw them, because there's a big one right in front of my landscaping. Yeah. And I, I was meaning to ask one of the guys, because, I mean, I was right in the middle of that construction for, oh, my God, what is it, a year? And, you know, I'll be working out there next to those construction guys. And I was really curious actually, what they were going to do with that. I just thought it was some sort of drainage thing. But, and, and it totally makes sense now uh, if they put, if they use that water to, to put plant life. But that's going to be awesome because it's going to highlight, you know, my area because sure. there's a big long one right there at the top. Yep. So if they could put... Uh, some some things with more color in that area would help me out a lot because my area is big. I got like these big giant trees and shrubs, and I have a really hard time finding things of color because it's just they get they're dwarfed by the big shrub, shrubbery that's already grown. So I'm really hoping that they do, they do something that's got a lot of color uh, in that area. It's gonna be perfect for me. Well, they did a little experiment. Uh, golly, what 
half dozen years ago there on, uh, oh, what would that be, um, West Union, uh, down there by the old train depot and in that stretch there. And um, it, it helped a lot with not having storm flooding of our, our um, water runoff drains. And it also improved the plant life that was then, I'm not saying this well, but you get the point. Mm -hmm. The roundabout looks really nice, too, in the spring and summer. They do a good job with that. Yes, indeed. Well, what's uh, what's your dream in life, man? (laughs) I I don't even have one, man. My dream is to get up and, and work every day and... Uh, just continue to do that. I don't. I don't have any dreams. I, I. I like what I do. I mean, what? I mean, yeah. I want to hit the lottery. There's my dream. I mean, I don't think I, don't think I really want life would be more money, but you know, I. I love what I do. I hate what I do at times, but I. I also love it. Uh, so I. Have, I have no. No quarrel with what I do every day. When you were young, um, like when you and Nick were growing up together, um. What sports did you participate in? Played all of them. Um, well, you know, major sports, which <laughs> there's soccer under the bus if Nick was sitting here. But, I, you know, football, basketball, baseball. We never stopped playing. I played all three. One season bled into the other. Uh, there was never the stuff nowadays where kids think they have to focus on one sport and they got to lift here and lift there. And for us, it was the day football season ended, uh, we were at practice the next day for basketball. Uh, the day basketball ended, we were playing baseball. The, the, the second high school baseball ended, Legion practice started. So we, 365 days a year, uh, we played. And uh, I love that. I, there's still some kids that do that, but it's more rare than it used to be. I mean, it, pretty much every athlete in my class day, we all played all three sports. Mm-hmm. So it's a rarity now. And you might have two or three kids now uh, that will play all three sports. I hate that part of it. Even college coaches will tell you they would like for you to play three sports, and they just won't listen. You got coaches in their ears. You got AAU guys in their ears telling them they have to play basketball year round, and they don't. Uh, it's just kind of a, a pet peeve of mine that I, when I hear that or I see kids saying, well, I'm not going to play basketball this year. I've got to lift for football next year. What do you mean? Football is like seven months away. You're going to have plenty of time to lift for football, you know, all spring and summer. That's what springs and summers are for. You can lift and play baseball. You know, Nick's kids are really into hockey, ice hockey, of course. And, um, Athens had that offered here very nicely through um, the Bird Arena uh, down in Chesapeake, Virginia, where they live now. Uh, it's it's even a bigger organization, and they, I mean, you drive sometimes two states away to play a game. It's amazing. And Sedona is what nine, ten, ten, I guess. Yeah, I feel like hockey. I mean, I I would probably give them more of a break because I feel like. They do have to put it more like if you only played hockey in another sport, I, I would I would say that's cool uh, because I feel like hockey is something you do have to play, practice skating a little bit more uh, than the other sports. So I've always, I've, I'm always kind of kind of cool with that if a kid only plays hockey and maybe baseball because I feel like you know like you said the travel and some other factors involved in the in the sport of hockey where I think you would have to play a little bit more than just three months out of the year. When you're um, watching a game and broadcasting for us. Uh, generally, you're the color voice. The color voice is someone who makes remarks about what they have just observed. 
where the play-by-play voice is describing the exact activity. Um, have you ever been uh, jammed by somebody saying, oh, I, I don't like your comments? <laughs> yeah, it happens. I mean, it, it comes with the territory. Uh, yeah. I just don't like it when, the, when it's, uh, it's fine when, when people comment like maybe my voice ain't good because I got that chancy twang and I can't get rid of it. And I'm totally <laughs> cool with that. And I'm not a radio voice. If I was, I'd be working for the Ohio State Buckeyes. You know, I mean, it's just I wasn't born with it. But I get a little agitated if somebody, you know, thinks something about me that isn't true. Uh, like one person, I believe, uh, you know, thought of me as maybe a homer for Athens and mm. I and I disliked another school and I thought that was asinine because I mean these are all kids and I really enjoy all the kids at the end of the day they're just high school athletes and I really don't like one school or or over another I mean that that to me is just crazy I mean I I love all of our kids in the county I love all the kids in the TVC I mean if we get to a point where all of our Athens County teams are out and let's say Vinton County is the last team standing I'll become a big Vinton County fan and you know if Athens and Nelsonville York are playing yeah, you know, if it, depending on circumstances, I might want Athens to win just because I'm from Athens or whatnot. But nine times out of ten, it, it doesn't really matter to me. I just like watching good games. I like watching seeing the kids compete and whatever team is is really good and is a is, has a chance to advance in the playoffs. I become very very big fans of that team, and regardless of the color of your jersey or or the town that you're from. We have 45 seconds left. Tell me what I should have asked you and didn't. Oh, you asked him everything. We got the whole Christmas light thing was was really what I wanted to to talk about. We covered everything, man. It's awesome. I'm actually as soon as I leave here, I want to go get in the truck and we're gonna go fix some lights uptown that I, that I'm not happy with that are that are not working. So there you go. If you get in a jam, you holler at me. I'll help you out. Put you up in the bucket truck. There you go. I've I've been there, done that. <laughs> I don't get up in that thing. I don't like heights. I do, you know these skyscrapers in New in um, <coughs> Norfolk, Virginia. They would have lights, the vertical corners of the buildings, 30 stories in the air all the way down to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Not me, man. I'd be the guy attaching the five at the bottom. That's all I'm doing. We're out of time. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. President Biden is on his way to Western Kentucky to view the devastation from Friday's tornadoes firsthand. The death toll in the state is up to 77. More than 100 people are unaccounted for. This man is volunteering with the search to spare others the pain. If we find a body, it's going to be a bad day. If they find a body, it it could be very well be a neighbor, friend, family, loved one. It would be uh, an excruciatingly bad day. I'm Jim Crystal at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. The disbelief and sense of hopelessness are etched on the mostly maskless faces of tornado victims across western Kentucky. Countless people have lost everything. Loved ones, friends, neighbors, homes, businesses, vehicles, and livelihoods. Some vow to move ahead, but many more wonder how. As he made his way to Marine One this morning, the president was asked about Congress vote to hold former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows in contempt for refusing to testify before January 6th. Sixth investigators. I don't know enough of what, just what I've seen. I've not spoken to anyone. It seems to me it's worthy of being held in contempt. Meadows becomes the first former member of Congress to be held in contempt in almost 200 years. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin is back in court this morning. This time he's expected to plead guilty 
to federal charges of violating George Floyd's rights. WCCO-TV's Esme Murphy is covering. As part of the plea, he could agree to testify in the federal and state trials of the three other former officers accused in George Floyd's death. The other three have long sought to distance themselves and even pin all the blame on Derek Chauvin. George Floyd died with Chauvin's knee pressed to his neck. The ex-officer faces life in prison on those criminal counts. Retail sales were up just a touch last month, 0.3 percent. But CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger says we're still shopping. Although American consumers say that inflation is worrisome, they don't seem to be altering their spending habits too much. The World Health Organization is warning of a higher risk of reinfection from the Omicron variant. Secretary of State Blinken has cut short an overseas trip because of COVID. Correspondent Cammy McCormick. Blinken was in Malaysia where a positive COVID-19 test among a member of the traveling press corps forced him to cancel an overnight stop in Bangkok. There will now be only a brief logistical layover there and then he'll return to the U.S. The trip was altered because of fears others might be infected and that would require them to quarantine in Thailand over the Christmas holiday. California's indoor mask mandate returns today. The Dow is down 112 points. This is CBS News. With Indeed Instant Match, just sponsor a post and immediately receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. With the KFC app, you can get your chicken finger licking quick, 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 quick. Park at the front.